Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Wednesday day. And uh, I know everybody always looks forward to a uh, good old hump day of Wednesday because they only know have a few more days left to the weekend. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to that. But uh, anyway, no matter what day it is, let's just use it to glorify the Lord. Glad we can come together. And even though uh, the world is spinning out of control and... <laughs> And uh, this COVID thing is a uh, pain in the derriere, I tell you. Just, it still it kills me, though, to see kids and uh, people out or at church and schools uh, having to wear these masks. You just, uh, God, I hate it. I mean, I just really, I really, really hate it. But I know it's a necessary evil for right now, and hopefully, um, you know, there'll be a vaccine soon or something, and we won't... Uh, have to wear these goofy things anymore, but uh, I got, like I said, I got me a face shield I want to start wearing, and uh, looks like a, um, a cone a, an animal would wear when they've been to the vet, but uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I keep breaking the stupid mask, so better than that, I guess. But, uh, but anyway, I hope everybody's had a good day and a wonderful day today, and so uh, we're going to open up with a passage of scripture this evening. We're going to look at 2 Timothy 3. 1 through 5. So if you have your Bibles handy, let's go ahead and bring get those out and let's read this. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. I think that uh, sums up uh, 2020 in a nutshell. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, you know, I'm, well, I'll get into it here in a minute. <laughs> I don't want to we get into the service here. It kind of ties in a little bit with uh, what I'll be talking about this evening, so I don't want to jump ahead. But uh, Jamie and Linda Arnold, they said good evening. Good evening to you. Mr. Stanton Trailer says good evening. Dr. Young, glad you're watching as well, sir. And if you all have any uh, prayer requests, uh, be sure and uh, put those in the comment section. Of course, I'm talking to those on social media. Unfortunately, those on the website, I don't have the ability uh, to uh, communicate and uh, in real time and uh, to get any prayer requests, concerns you may have. And uh, so, let's see here. These are prayer requests from uh, Sunday. I always try to grab the prayer request sheets. I'll have them uh, to, uh, to use uh, during the week. Uh, we have on here uh, Kim Penix, uh, Jane Kitchings, Larky and Nancy, uh, Johnny and Nora, Murph, Morris and Carolyn, Glenn Johnson, Joe Franklin, P.T. Glover, and Sherry. Uh, I know that uh, the family of Phil Goins would appreciate uh, their prayers. And uh, uh, I know that they had his uh, graveside today, I saw on Facebook. Uh, Dallas Arwood, uh, and uh, Donna and Larry, Ron and Thelma, Wendy Lee, Fran Pear, Troy Ginger Hood, uh, Joy Dance, uh, Michelle, uh, that's Miss Mousy, her mom. Uh, Willie Metcalf and Sarah Slagle. So, uh, and uh, Robert Debray, he's watching. So, good evening to you, Robert. And uh, if you have any prayer requests, guys, go ahead and put those in the comments. Like I said, I'm going to go ahead and pray. And uh, if I miss uh, your uh, comment, prayer request, uh, we'll try to hit them at the end of the service. If that's okay. So, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you and love you and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, thank you so much for all that you do for us each and every day. Thank you for all your many wonderful blessings. Lord, I just want to lift up these prayer requests concerns. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with the family of Phil Goins and uh, as they're dealing with this heavy loss. And uh, Lord, I pray that you bring peace upon them. Lord, I pray that you be with uh, Kim Pennings. Continue to bring healing upon her. Lord, please be with Wendy Lee. I know she's going through a rough time right now, so please bring healing upon her. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Willie Metcalf. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be with... Uh, Roger Winters, Mr. Murph, and uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Fran Pear, and uh, I pray that you'll be with so many of the prayer requests, concerns that are mentioned here this evening, and those that are, aren't mentioned, and Lord, let you will be done in each and every situation. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
All right. So um, as far as announcements go, of course, um, we'll be uh, meeting this Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at 118 Julie Lane. We'll be meeting in person. Uh, and uh, so they're in the church. We, well, I still have some people asking occasionally if we are uh, uh, meeting indoors or outdoors. Uh, indoors, Sunday morning, uh, Sunday evening, uh, we'll be meeting out, outside there at the outdoor stage. So, uh, uh, so plan on that. From what I can tell, the weather's going to be good, so I don't see no reason why we can't have. In fact, it's supposed to be uh, cooling off, and uh, Lord willing, we'll have our uh, uh, evening ser service at, uh, at the outdoor stage there. Uh, this Sunday, uh, Lord willing, uh, unless something changes, uh, we'll be uh, dealing with uh, eschatology. Um, I plan on talking about uh, how the Middle East and how it uh, works in accordance with the end times. I felt like that that would be a, an appropriate study uh, in regards to what's going on right now and, and when the, the peace that our president was able to achieve. Uh, and so uh, it may, may, may make for an interesting uh, look there. So be sure and, and tune in for that. The Lord may change it, but as of right now, that's where I'm, where I'm thinking of, of talking on. Uh, the um, uh, on the announcement front on here, of course, the Apple Rod uh, raised $668, and that goes for the Special Olympics. And I said they normally do about $1,200, and I did have some people asking if they could still donate. So, yes, you can still do that. If you would be so kind, that would be great, and I know they would appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. Um, we have one here. Thank you, Marlene and Kathy, for all the donations and for all the donations. And thank you, Paul. And uh, I guess that's about it as far as announcements go. Of course, you know, for those on uh, social media, you know this, but those on the website may not be aware, so maybe may be watching and not realize, but um, I have uh, morning devotions each morning at 6.15 a.m. and uh, do those live each morning. And uh, tell you what, there's, uh, this week has been a struggle. I, I don't know why, but I have just been uh, exhausted. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. I feel like I literally close my eyes and it's time to get up. I mean, it's just, it's weird. I, I've just been like, you know, so these last few days of doing devotions, I've just been just, uh, it's by the, been by the grace of God completely. I'm just really, really struggling. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know, man. It's where I'm old and fat now. <laughs> it's screwing with my sleep or something. I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, uh, let's get over here. We're going to look at um, Hebrews 12. 25 through 29 and so if you have your bibles handy that's our area of focus this evening and i think it's going to make for a great study and i encourage you all to uh, uh to turn there have your bibles handy because we have several passages uh quite frankly we have several verses uh we're going to look through tonight uh, that pertains to this passage and pertains uh to uh, some eschatology and uh so i think that uh um Hopefully you'll get something out of it tonight. So hopefully you get something out of it every time we meet. But you know, you know what I'm saying. All right. So we're going to look at Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. All right. And as me, happy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Let's have a quick word of prayer. Therefore, our Lord, uh, again, we just come before you and uh, praise your name. Uh, again, Lord Jesus, uh, thank you uh, for your enduring forgiveness and patience and love, your strength. Uh, Lord, help us to uh, be worthy of your name. Let us show in heart, word, deed, thoughts, actions, that we are children of God. Let us serve you well. And Lord, let us uh, pray that you'll bless tonight's teaching and that one day we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so, uh, you know, we look at these verses here. 
you know, you can't help but think about, uh, you know, there's warning labels on everything. I mean, it's almost uh, ridiculous. Uh, apparently, there's so many litigation lawyers and attorneys out there that they have to uh, uh, put uh, some of the goofiest warnings on stuff. You know, it's like uh, on a child's, um, I don't know, like a baby stroller. Uh, Please remove baby before folding. I would think that would, uh, common sense would dictate uh, that would happen. <laughs> you know, or uh, uh, or a, a snow sled uh, may have a warning, uh, uh, may uh, go fast in snow. Or, uh, you know, uh, don't place uh, plastic over face. Or, you know, just some of the goofiest stuff out there. You know, don't, don't spray hairspray in your eyes. I mean, you know, it makes you wonder... Who in the world's out there doing this stuff? You know, it's kind of like those uh, uh, infomercials that come on. They're trying to sell something, you know, like a, I don't know, like a TV tray or something. And they show these people and they're just throwing food everywhere. And I'm thinking, who in the world's doing this stuff? And then I look at my wife and she's spilling tea across the table. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm teasing. I only say that because uh, she accidentally did that the other day and I have to give her a hard time. But, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, you got some of the goofiest warnings out there about stuff. And, uh, you know, so apparently um, people are dumber than we realize. One thing I could figure, you know. And, uh, uh, but because of uh, there's so many erroneous uh, warnings out there, sometimes we don't take the real warnings as seriously as we should. And sometimes we um, uh, kind of blow those off and, uh, and when we need to really be listening. You know, when we look at uh, these verses here in Hebrews 12, 25 through 29, uh, you know, we see that, uh, first of all, you know, who, who is speaking here? You know, is it Moses? Is it God? Uh, of course, you know, uh, obviously when we read on here, obviously it is God who's talking. But here's the thing, though. Uh, we're looking at, at different instances. First, we see uh, Mount Sinai, and we see the, um, uh, you know, as we was talking about last week, uh, well, no, what's he? Last Sunday. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. Uh, this past Sunday, you know, he's talking about how uh, when God uh, came down on Sinai to give the Ten Commandments, that it was uh, was so uh, dramatic. Uh, the the storms, uh, the the, uh, the the booming voice, if you will, that they, they were even they were like, you know, please, you know, no more. Uh, you know, it's just uh, unbelievable. And, uh, and then you, you see that versus uh, how God talks to us through his word now. But here's the thing, though. You know, they needed to heed his obedience. And there would be, just, there would be judgment and punishment for those who did not believe uh, in what God was trying to tell them. Particularly when you look at uh, uh, when God uh, descended on Mount Sinai, the obedience there needed to be heeded, even to the point that even if even an animal had touched the mountain, it had to be destroyed. But how even more so than God's Son, Jesus Christ, what He is telling us, how much more do we need to be obedient to what He is trying to tell us? And that's something we need to make sure that we understand. I think that there's a lot of flippant attitudes. There are a lot of um, uh, of selfishness and covet, you know, selfishness and, and pride, if you will, uh, and um, and people just aren't taking uh, what God is trying to tell them seriously. You know, uh, as I was reading uh, tonight's opening scripture there in Timothy, uh, it was clearly, distinctively, uh, if it, if it did not apply to any other age, I think it, that is definitely uh, what we're seeing in today's time. Uh, you know, as I've told you before, I get very angry uh, with this uh, erroneous. Black Lives Matter movement, uh, this Antifa. In fact, uh, a member of the church sent me a video tonight and it showed them, I, I can't use the word and nor would I, uh, but it was an expletive uh, in regards to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And, um, uh, and they were marching, screaming uh, this expletive towards God. And, uh, you know, I, I get very, very angry because that is my Lord and Savior. That is my God and my King, and that's who they are attacking. But here's the one thing. God will not be mocked, and God will bring about judgment. And these fools, and that's what they are, because a fool saith in his heart there is no God, and these fools that are out there doing this kind of thing, uh, whether they will reap judgment one way or the other for what they, have, what they are doing. Uh, you know, my redneck side, as I told you before, would be to uh, retaliate in a... Uh, 
confrontation that would uh, teach a very painful lesson. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I tell you what, the way the things are unfolding, that still could be a very big possibility that may happen. But here's the thing now. We need to look at some things that I think that uh, kind of bring this in uh, to perspective. You know, right now we're seeing uh, these wildfires uh, that are just you know, almost out of control. In fact, what I was reading was uh, they're, they're out of resources, they're out of uh, firemen, they're out of all these things uh, to even fight this fire. Then you have uh, the, this, uh, this Hurricane Sally that's wreaking devastation. Uh, and But, you know, God's Word tells us uh, that we're going to see an earthquake like no other. And, you know, and that's one thing we can see here, particularly in verse 26 and 27. Uh, it says, At this time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Now, we're going to go look at this here, and this is where I want you to have your Bibles ready and handy to go here, okay? First, all right, in regards to what we're talking about here with Moses and Mount Sinai and such, let's look at Exodus 19.18, all right, Exodus 19.18. And I hear my little dog running around the house, and he's not supposed to be running around the house. So I don't know why he is, because he's bad about messing on things. So if my family is watching this, they better get him, or they're going to be in trouble. <laughs> in uh, Exodus 19:18, now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke, it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. Okay, so we see that here as what we're, we're, we're describing here uh, in regards to Mount Sinai. Now, this is, uh, I want you to also look at Haggai 2.6. All right. Haggai get to it here. It might have helped if I had it marked, I guess. Well, come on. There we go. If you're having trouble finding it, it's, uh, you go to Matthew and back up a few pages there. It's a Haggai, Zechariah, so there you go. That's how I always remember it. But um, uh, Haggai 2.6. Alright. Make sure I was telling you right there. Uh, says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. So, in other words, uh, this, this prophecy uh, is, is being foretold of what is to come. All right. So, you know, you're all the time hearing people, you know, earthquakes and things happening. In fact, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, somebody said there was an earthquake here in Tennessee. I, in fact, my mom come to church one morning. My mom said, "Did you, did you hear? Did you feel that you hear? <laughs> did you feel that earthquake?" And I was like, I, "You know, there's some people on Facebook. They were some did feel it, some didn't. And uh, uh, I think the ones that claimed they felt it, I think, were uh, drinking. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, and and of course in California, people say that." Uh, um, that one day there's going to be such a massive earthquake it may even break off into the ocean. At this point, I don't think it'd be a big loss if it did. But uh, there's going to be such a uh, an earth-shattering shaking uh, that's going to dismantle everything in this world. That's, that's what we're looking at. That's what's coming. And uh, so, as in response to that, as we get a better idea of what we're looking at, look at Isaiah 13, 13. Like I said, we're going to be using our Bibles tonight. There's, there's sometimes we've got to use those Bibles. Isaiah 13, 13. I need to be using our Bibles all the time, but uh, we usually do. But uh, some nights I use more scripture than others, so that's what I'm talking about. Isaiah 13, 13. It says, therefore, I'll make the heavens tremble, and the earth will be shaken out of its place at the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. So we're looking at some future adventure that's about to happen. All right, so uh, Isaiah 13, 13, and Isaiah 24, 18 through 20. And 
He who flees at the sound of the terror shall fall into the pit, and he who climbs out of the pit shall be caught in the snare. For the windows of heaven are open, and the foundations of the earth tremble. The earth is utterly broken, the earth is split apart, the earth is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunken man, it always it, it, it sways like a hut, its transgressions lie heavy upon it, and it falls, and it will not rise again. So we're seeing this teeter-tottering here of what's going on. Now, here's a part here. Now, uh, another, day, another Sunday night, so I'm at how we're getting ready to, to finish up Hebrews. We're ready to hit Hebrews 13. And that's one thing I asked was, um, you know, what's a book of the Bible that you would like to study? I, I said, send me a private message, let me know. Uh, one person messaged and said, Revelation. I don't know. That's a, that's a heavy book. I know Dad did an in-depth study on Revelation here a while back, and... Uh, uh, and so uh, if that's what everybody wants, then I'll do my best to tackle it but, uh, uh, and hope to, and pray that I will do its service. But uh, So we're going to look at Revelation 6, 12 through 17. So Revelation 6, 12 through 17. Alright, so 6. 12 through 17 says, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and whom have they? where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in, the, in, this, in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst no more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So we have that hope of what we have to look forward to. See, there's going to be these, these, these birth pains, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. And we're going to see what is to come. And when all this happens, right, when this breaking apart happens, uh, we're going to uh, understand that, um, um, you know, God's judgment is, is coming. All right, just a matter of fact, it's coming. But see, we have that hope, all right? We have that hope to look forward to the future. When those who are not saved are running in terror and running in fear and, and don't know what's going on, we have that hope because one day we get to spend the rest of our lives, the rest of our lives, the rest of all eternity, I got here in a sec, all, all, all of eternity in heaven. And we don't have to worry about no more pain, no more sorrow to worry about anything else because that's what we have to look forward to. We see these things coming. We have that, that hope to look forward to. But um, I just want to look at, um, let's see here, I think it was 6, 17 through 19. I think I jumped ahead of what I was going to talk about, just a hair. But um, let's see here. No, that wouldn't be right because there isn't a 17 through 19. Um, 6, 7, oh, no wonder I was reading the wrong side. I was reading chapter 7 instead of chapter 6. I need to pay more attention, I guess. All right, so let's get over here. Here's what I was really wanting to focus on. I was wondering when I was reading that, I thought, that don't sound right. I mean, it makes sense, but I mean, that's not what I was thinking of. Now I, I see what I'm talking about here, okay? But 6, 12, all right, I said I read 7, I feel so stupid, so. Uh, when he opened the sixth seal, I looked, behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth. The full moon became like blood, and the stars in the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, and the great ones, and the generals, and the rich, and the powerful, and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day their wrath has, uh, has come, and who can stand? So, you know, we, we're seeing... Um, this, um, um, sorry, uh, I uh, got distracted by my dog here. Uh, so we see, you know, that this was um, the, uh, uh, 
the earthquake, what's going on. I got here in a second. I, I apologize. Uh, I get distracted a little bit and my, 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 my train of thought gets messed up. Uh, but anyway, uh, what I was referring to, rather, was that um, in these earthquakes and things that are going on. See, you know, I, I can't imagine and I don't want to see all this going on uh, when, the, uh, when the stars fall out of the sky and, and uh, uh, the sky has vanished uh, like a scroll being rolled up and we were see, we we're going to see all these, these terrible things come to pass, okay? And, that's, and again, it goes back to what I was just talking about a second ago, is that even though it's going to be scary for those uh, who are not saved, you know, we have that hope uh, of those things to come. We have those promises of God uh, that we have to look forward to. And so praise God for that, uh, that we have that. But see, these things are going to happen, all right? These things are going to happen. And um, so we're looking at future events, all right? The end is coming. That's all there is to it. And uh, so we'll see a, a great and final shaking, if you will. Like I said, it's going to dismantle everything. So if you, if you, your, our homes, everything we have is going to be destroyed and be wiped out completely, totally. All right. So if you're if you're uh, uh, putting your your faith and your hope uh, in uh, in your material things, guess what? It's all going to be destroyed without a without a uh, without a doubt. But see what we're seeing here. You know, when uh, when a woman goes into labor, you know. Uh, she starts having uh, uh, pain, and um, uh, and she knows that it's time to go to the hospital. All right. So with Brandy, when she got pregnant with Madison, of course, uh, she had to induce labor because apparently uh, Madison didn't want to come out. So so they had to had to force her out. So but uh, so but when it was when those those pains come on, uh, when they went induce labor, buddy, she could feel it. But she was in a lot of pain. Well, see, here's what we're seeing now. All right. See. God is giving us uh, some warning signs, and he's trying to get us to wake up a little bit. And he, that's why we're seeing certain events happening. You know, when I was a kid, I don't remember any earthquakes in our area. And I noticed here within the last few years, like there have been more and more tremors. So there have been more and more uh, earthquakes and things going on in California, different places around the world, tsunamis and, and uh, a lot of... Uh, now, now, we can't say that every natural disaster uh, is pointing towards uh, an end times prophecy, but uh, I do believe that... Um, uh, we are seeing some of those 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 labor pains, those those birth pains, if you will, uh, to get man's attention. You know, like I say, we're seeing uh, evil running rampant right now. I mean, it, it is it cannot be clearer uh, as when what we're seeing in our nation right now uh, is the amount of evil. And uh, I think you know God's trying to trying to tell people, hey, you know, you better turn now. You've got time. You've got an opportunity. Come to know me now before it's too late. But instead. What do we have? You know, we here a few years back. We had the DNC rejecting God three different times. We've had uh, Bibles being burned in Portland. Uh, this video, like I saw today, what they were chanting in regards to Jesus Christ. So, you know, uh, the rejection is clear. And what these lunatics and these fools don't realize uh, is the judgment that's coming their way. See, they're laughing and they're mocking. But like I told you all the other day, God will not be mocked. Okay? And so... Uh, uh, you know, you can't imagine the presence of God uh, when he came down on Mount Sinai and, and the smoke and the fire and all that was going on. Uh, but then, we're, you know, that, that was at one particular point, place in time. The people couldn't handle it. Can you imagine these end times when the stars are falling from the sky? Uh, you know, and, and all that that's going to go on and how people are going to react and in fear. You know, you, you can't help but think about it like uh, with Noah and such and, and how he warned them time and time again. He warned them. And then when the floodwaters come and that door was closed and they're beating and screaming and drowning, they realize then, hey, I should have listened. Well, I see, that's what's going to happen to these idiots now is they're going to say, I wish I had listened. And it's going to be too late. See, that's why we're having these labor pains. That's why these things are transpiring. That's why these things are going on, trying to get your attention. Guys, we need to have some reverence. We need to have some awe when it comes to God Almighty. We need to make sure that we don't have a flippant attitude of, oh, well, uh, the big man upstairs, he knows, he'll forgive me. You know, that's just um, it's such so, so disrespectful. And uh, I really uh, I despise that. I really do. Uh, God uh, deserves our respect, and uh, the God that created the heavens and the earth, the God that sent His only Son to die for us, and I believe I just feel like people just are so flippant in their attitudes uh, towards God, and we need to start make sure you you going to show.
with some proper reverence and respect. We're going to be judged, all right? All that's going to see judgment. But um, those of us who are saved, of course, will be judged for what um, we've done as Christians. But those who are not saved, they'll be judged for every single sin, and they'll be cast into to, to hell. And, uh, and that's what they don't realize. And so that's why we, it's important that they have that proper understanding. You know, we can look at, um, let's see here. I think it, uh, I don't have it written down. I, want, I think it's Luke 14, 18, and 19 is what I'm thinking. Let me double check here. Luke 14. Hold on here. Let me double check make sure. Yeah, um, you know, we see here, all right, uh, of course, we're talking about the great banquet here. And uh, the invitation was given out, and uh, and we can read, um, uh, well, let's see here. Yeah, we're going to read 18 19, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and it goes on to these excuses that they have made. And um, the master of the house, in verse 21, became angry and said to the servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges, compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. See, we're, we've got, we're having an invitation here, guys. And um, there's so many people out there making those excuses. So many people giving reasons why they can't be saved, why they can't go to church, why they, you know, and they're, they're, they're turning away that invitation uh, that God is offering them. And uh, that is so sad to see. And I've tried to tell people time and again, I say, uh, uh, you know, you need to uh, uh, come to church, come out and join us sometime. And, and they'll say, well, you, uh, the church would cave in if I come, or you don't know what I've done. And you know, I try to explain to them, it doesn't matter, you know. God just wants you as you are. Just come to church. You can never reach a level that you feel good enough to come to church because you will never, ever reach that level and you will never come to church. All right? We're living in the last days. All right? That's why, you know, when uh, when I was trying to figure out, what, praying, praying hard what to speak about this Sunday, and I uh, really felt like uh, this with um, uh, the Middle East, uh, dealing with eschatology, uh, would be a good uh, area to to. To teach on and um, you know I, I don't find any coincidence that uh, you know uh, before I start studying for tonight's message uh, that uh, is dealing with eschatology so you know I, I kind of thought that's where, that's where the Lord's really trying to lead me because it's time to make people wake up make them understand we are in the last days I don't know how else to make it any clearer if you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you need to come to know God today, not tomorrow, not next month. Well, when this happens, I'll do this. Or when, that, you know, or I'll, I'll, I'll ask Jesus into my heart right before I die. It doesn't work that way. I mean, you might have the ability, you might have the ability to say that sinner's prayer before you die, but the chances are very, very small. And uh, so there's a good chance you could die instantaneously and never say that you're going to spend eternity in hell. Why? Because you procrastinated and wasted too much time and did not give your life to Christ before it was too late. And so we're seeing these labor pains. We're seeing these things going on around us. And that's why it's, you know, it, the, 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 the earthquakes and things that we're seeing are God's trying to get your attention. And guys, I'm telling you right now, all right, I am begging you, all right, Give your heart to Christ today. You're not going to be perfect. There's none righteous on that one. There ain't no one of us perfect, okay? I was talking about that this morning, I think. And um, I mess up. You know, just because I'm a pastor doesn't make me any more perfect than, the, than anybody else. We're all sinners, all right? We're all sinners saved by grace, each and every one of us. And uh, But praise God for His grace and praise God for His forgiveness, and um, uh, we need to confess those sins and do the best we can. But on this side of heaven, we're never going to be perfect. And see, that's where the old devil wants to come in. He wants to give you a hard time. He wants to tell you you're not saved or tell you you're not good enough, that God doesn't want you, that God doesn't love you, and he wants you to give up and go away. See, here's some of the problems. that This is exactly what uh, the writer of Hebrews was facing. See, they, you know, as I was talking about the other night, they, they, 
he's presenting with them a new covenant, a new way. And Jesus Christ was that new way. But because of the persecution, because of the things that they were enduring, they were ready to give that up and go back to, uh, to the Jewish way of living and living under the law. And he's trying to explain to them, man, don't go back to that. Here, come to, come to this new way of understanding of your forgiveness of sins, understanding who Jesus Christ is, and, and, you know, and trying to explain these things to these individuals so they don't go back to the old ways. And, you know, and I think that that's what we're, we're trying to, to make you understand here tonight is don't go back out into the world. Yes, it's easy to want to give up. You know, I think there's times in my life I've not wanted to give up, say, what's the point? What's the use? Why do I even want to try? Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's the fact that uh, we have to keep persevering. We have to keep trying. We have to keep pushing forward. And when we mess up, look up, ask for forgiveness, and keep charging forward. All right? That's why the whole armor of God, uh, God is in the front. There's nothing in the back because we advance. We don't retreat. And in this world, this day and age of lunatics, uh, you may face some persecution, some hardships, particularly kids in school and high schools. They're going to face some real uphill battles. And, um, you know, it is, it's like I told my daughter today, I said, you know, if you're out driving and you see these nuts blocking the road, I said, turn around, let's get the heck out of there. I said, don't even, you know, because I said, if it may hurt you, God help them. Because, you know, I'm just, you know, telling you, I ain't going to put up with it. And I know if I don't, her papa will go after them too. So, but, uh, uh, you know, so we need to understand that. But um, here's another thing too, that even though this world is going to be destroyed, even though all this is going to be gone, all right, we're talking about major earthquakes, the stars falling, all this is going to be gone one day, all right, the, this is the shakable. Here's one great thing, yes, the unshakable, and that is the kingdom of God, all right, and so that's one thing we get to look at, because we see here, particularly in verse uh, 28, uh, it says, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, all right, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. So, uh, in regards to that, again, like I said, we're going to be using our Bibles tonight. Let's look at Romans 8, 23. Let's go over here look at Romans 8, 23. Right. Romans 8, 23. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sons to the redemption of our bodies. So we look eagerly to what is to come, all right? That unshakable, the kingdom of God. Let's look at Romans 14, uh, 19, I believe it was, yeah, 14, 19. Over here. Romans 14, 19. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Okay. Now, uh, we can also look, particularly within our study of Hebrews, uh, we can look at some things here. We can look at Hebrews 13, 14. Over here. Of course, we haven't got to this part yet, but Hebrews 13, 14, For we have, not, we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Uh, so we have that to look forward to. We can see, look at Hebrews 11.10. So Hebrews 11.10. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And then finally, we can look at um, 12.10. 28, which is what we just read here, is that a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we see uh, all this is about to be destroyed. And so but we can look forward to what cannot be destroyed, what, what, what moth or rust can destroy. Uh, we can look forward to uh, the everlasting, the eternal, uh, what is to come. That's what we have to look forward to. Even though all this is going to be destroyed. And uh, we, we, we have that hope uh, to look forward to. saying, you know what? Let it go. You know, how many times you see people saying, well, I can't wait for, for, for Christ to rapture us out of here. Uh, and, you know, and for those in the world, that's probably, they probably think that we're uh, suicidal. I think, what in the world's wrong with this guy or woman? And Whoops, kick the camera. Uh, what's wrong with this guy or this woman? And, and why on earth would they say something like that? Because we know that we're going somewhere far better than what we have here. So that's why we can say that with all confidence, that, hey, this all is going to be destroyed. You can have it. We get to look forward to something that not, will not be shakable, will not be destroyed. 
because Jesus Christ, all right, he's the one who, who, who said that he's going to have a, a home, a place with many rooms, all right? And, and so uh, he has a place for us, but you have to give your life over to Jesus Christ first. You know, it's not like uh, Jehovah's Witness that uh, said that there's only going to be 144,000. Somebody messaged me the other day, said they had a visit for the Jehovah's Witness, and said they're still claiming that only so many is going to make it into heaven. And I said, yeah, I get tickled at that because uh, every so many years they have to readjust that number because uh, the, the, the amount of members they're having is surpassing the number that supposedly is only going to make it into heaven. So, uh, But you know what? Anybody who calls on the name of God and accepts Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, you're going to make it into heaven. All right, There's not going to be a set uh, amount of number like the Jehovah's Witness try to say and, and so that uh, uh, you're going to lose out on the so I'm not getting in there. So, all right. So, um, let me look here. Just one second here. Um, when we look at this passage here, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts here for a second. So I apologize for the pause there. But we see that not only have we have God's uh, voice speaking here on earth, as I was talking about in verse 25, we have Jesus uh, that is speaking to us and. Uh, uh, again, uh, we talked about, about that great invitation in Luke uh, 14, 18 through 19. We have uh, the kingdom that cannot be shaken. And uh, it is, uh, even though uh, we don't see a, 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 the major theme here in Hebrews is not specified on a, the kingdom itself, uh, but we do see different references in regards to that as the scripture we just read here in Hebrews uh, just a second ago. Uh, but uh, to to in reinforce the fact that we have something far better to come than what we have here. So uh, but we see that God is great because um, uh, his, his voice is going to shake this whole earth. Like, you know, as we were just reading just the other day, you know, uh, where it talked about, uh, let's see, was it a verse, um, let me look here. Uh, Let's see. I think let's see. Well, verse um, 19 of Hebrews 12 has said that, um, um, and the sound of the trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further mercies be spoken to them. So we see that that loud, that loud voice uh, that said that um, uh, that they couldn't even handle, you know, because it was just so loud, and. Um, so we see that it will shake the whole earth. And God spoke there on Mount Sinai, as we were talking about there, and how it shook violently. We see that in Exodus 19, 18. Um, we also can see um, the final judgment. Uh, we see that in Isaiah 13, 13. We uh, read here a little bit ago. Uh, we can see in tw verse 24, uh, 18 through 21, uh, as we read in Revelation 6, 19 through 12. And, um, but also, let's look at um, uh, Matthew 24, 7 through 8. Matthew 24, 7 through 8. Matthew 24, 7 through 8 tells us, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of of birth pain. So again, seeing that uh, some of these signs that are about to come to pass uh, in this, these labor pains, these birth pains, if you will, uh, that we need to be aware of. And uh, I think that you can't turn on the news without seeing these things coming to pass without a shadow of a doubt. So, and um, and we we have a responsibility. All right, we have to be obedient, just like the children of Israel were obedient. All right, and or should have been obedient. I look at it this way because. Uh, what happened when they were, uh, that's why they had to wander uh, the, uh, um, the wilderness for 40 years because of their disobedience. And look at how many times they uh, complained and wanted to go back to Egypt, go back to slavery, go back to the very thing that they left. But they uh, had consequences that they had to deal with because of their disobedience. And we need to show our obedience to God, to Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's obeying, you know, you know Looking at His Word, uh, are you trying to obey God's Word? All right, do you do you just half read it and just to say, well, I'm just going to try to wing it and do the best I can, and uh, uh, well, you know, if I mess up, so be it. You know, and you know, what what is your your attitude in regards to that? Are you grateful uh, for what Christ has done for you in your heart uh, and has saved you? 
you know, you might have had an initial uh, attitude of, you know, well, thank you, God, for what you've done. But then over time, uh, you have uh, been hardened, uh, if you will, as a Christian. And um, your, uh, your walk is not as strong as it once was. And uh, you're not as, you take for granted God's grace. And we need to be very careful about that. And see, Otis just said amen. So see, even though I'm not at church, at least I have a dog that will say amen. <laughs> so, all right. Um, when we look at here, it says, see that you do not refuse him. All right. So in other words, when we see that verse 25, see that you do not refuse him. In other words, be alert. All right. Uh, be aware, uh, you know, of what is being said here. Uh, that's one thing as Christians, we need to be alert and be aware of what God's word is telling us so that we can show that obedience. You know, when you see that um, uh, an alert uh, come across the TV screen, your attention's on it fully and completely like, oh, no, what's going on? What's happening? Man, as I say, we're living in the last days and uh, we should be on the alert all right, we should be ready and focused on, all right, man, things are going down. We need to make sure our heart's right with the Lord. We need to make sure we're going out there telling others about Jesus Christ. We need to make sure we're serving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Make sure we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And are you being alert? You know, that's why we see that here. It's see that you do not refuse. All right, see that. Be alert. Uh, see that who is speaking here. And we, again, we must uh, uh, serve God with an obedient hearts because we see here, do not refuse him. So we do not refuse. That, you know, again, alludes to Israel's disobedience and, and of course, and our own attitude towards God. Uh, so see that, see, and hope showing that alertness, that you do not refuse him who is speaking. So that, um, you know, just as Israel, like I was just talking about a minute ago, uh, you know, who was being very disobedient, uh, that we're not refusing his invitation. You know, just like we was reading over here in, in Luke 14, that we're not making excuses, that we are accepting God's invitation uh, and uh, at that banquet, all right, and that we are, are ready to serve and ready to be a part of what he is calling us to do. And, you know, I th you know sometimes, oh, so many times I think we get so caught up in looking towards the future. And, and like I said, we have that that hope, that promise, and uh, uh, we have that to look forward to, so praise God for that. But um, uh, we need to make sure that we don't neglect our responsibilities in the here and now. We don't neglect uh, our what we're supposed to accomplish while we're here on this earth. That we have a job, we have a duty, and that we are, we are doing that. Christians, we can't be lukewarm. All right, you understand that. You know, I guess that's kind of my, my driving point, so to speak, uh, is the fact there's too many lukewarm Christians. There's too many of that, that church of Laodicea uh, that, uh, that we're seeing. And we've got to get out there. We've got to be on fire for God. And when we are, are, are not showing the proper obedience, when we are showing sin in our lives, let us make sure that we are repenting of those sins and that we're trying harder to do better and to, to live for Christ Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Make sure that we're doing those things that are glorifying and honoring to Him. Uh, do not neglect that, all right? We must serve God with grateful hearts, all right? So uh, make sure that, you know, as we see here in verse 28, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving the kingdom that cannot be shaken. Are you grateful? Are you grateful for the things that God has given you? Are you grateful for his promises? Are you excited? Are you thankful for what he has done? Uh, are you showing that, that proper attitude and showing that proper respect? Uh, we must serve God uh, with reverent hearts. And, um, uh, you know, we see that here. For our God is a consuming fire. All right? Let's... My mom, I hope my wife's okay. So I'm just how I get fail. Uh, Romans 12 1. Uh, hopefully, um, I don't hear her hollering, so either she's okay or she knocked herself out. So uh, let's, let's hope, hope she's not knocked herself out here. Uh, Romans 12 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, be it by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, and that by testing uh, your and that by testing you may discern that what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, so 
uh, you know, as we look in these verses here, let's make sure that we understand uh, what is going on here, and that uh, uh, the the warning, if you will, uh, that is being transpired here. Uh, not only was Moses trying to warn the children of Israel, but uh, as God is speaking to them then, and as God is speaking to us now, I think some people want to think of God as uh, some uh, benevolent grandfather type, if you will. Uh, oh, my wife just wrote on here, I'm okay, sorry. <laughs> so glad she, glad she she can communicate, she's okay. But, uh, you know, anyway, uh, you know, I think some people think that God was was hateful and horrible in the Old Testament, but he's merciful in the New Testament. And they have this, these are these weird ideas when it comes to God. God is a God of grace. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of love. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't have sent his only son to save us. He wouldn't have sent his only son to, uh, to show us the way. But we need to heed the warnings, guys and gals. All right. I don't know who's watching this tonight. I can't see, you know, like I told you before, the program that I use, I, I can't see. You know, if you're using, for those who don't know, like I said, I wrote uh, my book on uh, virtual missionaries, uh, thinking about people like my dad, who uh, who are not very ver well versed in, in technology. And um, but for those who don't know, when you're using Facebook Live, you can see who's who's watching and uh, see all the comments and 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 uh, but this program that I'm use, I can't see who's watching, who's not. And uh, as a result of that, I don't know if this will be shared, um, and other people may see this, but I cannot explain to you with all urgency to heed the warnings, to listen, to accept the invitation that Jesus Christ is offering you today. And for those who are saved, that you are being obedient, that you are being grateful, that you have that, that you're looking forward to those things that are to come. That you understand that you have a responsibility and a job to do while you're still here on this earth. Do you understand that, Christians? Do you understand that, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that you have bear a responsibility? Are you doing that? I mean, simply sharing a Bible verse online, although it be good, uh, is, is if that's all you're doing, uh, you need to do a little more. You need to some 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 interaction. I know right now it's tough. These stupid masks. I can't understand what anything anybody says. I can't understand what people say when they don't have a mask on because I don't have good hearing. You know, half the time I would uh, 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 read their lips when they're talking. You know, and now I don't have that option. So I can't have hear what anybody's saying anymore. But um, so I realize face to face communication is very difficult. But we um, we have to make that effort to witness and to minister. And for those who are not saved, listen to me. Listen to me. Please listen to me. God is real. All right? I don't care what the world says. I don't care what uh, professor so-and-so says. I don't care what your teacher in high school may say or middle school or grade school. I don't care what uh, best friend's mother, sister, second cousin told you. God is real. Jesus Christ is real. And he died on the cross for you. If you don't understand that, if you don't understand what does that mean, we deserve hell. Every one of us deserve hell. But Jesus Christ, out of his love, said, no, I'm going to take your place. I will be scourged. I will be because we deserve the beating. We deserve this because God demanded justice. So Jesus Christ, out of his love for us, took our place on that cross, took that scourging, took his place on the cross to save us from a very real hell. And you may not understand how 2,000 years ago how that was possible. But I'm telling you, space and time was meaningless. It, 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 it just it, it imploded, if you will. And he had you on his mind. And he did this for each and every one of you watching here this evening. You know, I know I've used this uh, illustration many times. But it's just like if, say, one of my neighbors were out in the road and uh, they were blowing the grass off their driveway and they didn't see uh, this truck barreling down on them around a sharp curve and I pushed them out of the way to save their lives. I got nailed by that truck and died. I did it because I cared and because I love them. Uh, then, you know, how much more, you know, with me being wicked, <laughs> you know, can, can do that much more than the Father do for us who loves us. And, uh, and so that's what Christ did for us. Uh, he saw that where we were headed. And on our own, we would never choose him. But Jesus Christ took on a God incarnate, took on bodily form to lead and show us the way to salvation. And because people are so hard-headed, 
You know, you I mean, you look at throughout Scripture, you look at Noah, you look at Sodom and Gomorrah, you look at all these things going out throughout history of how hard-headed people are. And, um, uh, well, y'all, again, y'all can see this. I know Dad uh, gets um, uh, upset when I read uh, the uh, comments on here, but there's something that, Robert, I need to talk to you, or something he, he just posted on here that, uh, that, that that's not correct, sir, but I'm not going to say it right here because I don't want to, you know, won't elaborate on that right now, but let me uh, let me get with you on that. that that's not correct. But um, anyway, um, Robert's a good guy, don't get me wrong. He just, he wrote something that a lot of people are confused on. But anyway, you know, uh, that's why it's important and imperative uh, that we're seeing these labor pains. We're seeing these things go on uh, around us. And um, uh, to try to get in our attention, to say, hey, wake up. And uh, uh, sadly, so many people are, uh, uh, are not, um, not listening. Uh, they still got their head in the proverbial sand and not listening. You know, we need to heed the warnings here, guys and gals. And, um, and I'm sorry if I'm not being inclusive and woke enough, but uh, everybody that's watching, all right, uh, you know, it is um, important uh, that, uh, that you have not given your life to Christ. You do it today. I cannot urge you enough because jesus christ could return just like that then a blink of an eye you wouldn't have a you wouldn't be able to say a, enunciate a word if you're trying to wait to the last second uh to uh, uh to give your life over to christ you need to do it now while you have time heed the warnings we're seeing some birth pains in a major way where are you at guys all right and like i said this is not just a plead uh, to the unsaved but it's a plead to the saved and that are you being obedient? Are you being grateful? Are you uh, giving reverence to God uh, that is due Him? And don't be flippant with your relationship. Don't think God is some benevolent grandfather and you just, uh, you know, you know, God is a God of love. Don't get me wrong. But see, it's, look how the world has twisted even that to accept all kinds of perversion and sin uh, that God rejects and ultimately hates. But yet so many in the world try to use it uh, in their favor. We need to stand on the firm foundation of God's Word. And um, uh, I cannot make it more clear. I don't know how else to get through to you uh, uh, to do this. Uh, you know, I uh, never uh, really got into, uh, you know, there's some people out there who enjoy the pastors who jump up and down and scream and yell. If that's where you're ministered from, hey, then as long as you're getting ministered, that's all that matters. I know when I was in Tri-City Christian, uh, uh, we had a guest speaker, and man, it freaked me out. He's jumping up on the chairs and screaming. I thought the guy's going to have a heart attack. But my point is, if that's what it took to get through to you about the love of Jesus Christ, I would scream my head off. I would jump up and down and act like I was going in having a fit, like Andy Griffith say on uh, on Mayberry. Yeah, he's a nut. You know, if that's what it took, hey, man, I don't care. Uh, I just want to make sure you have your heart right with the Lord. And that for those of us who are saved, that you are be doing those things that uh, that God has called us to do. Well, let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, uh, as I pray every single morning and the morning devotions, uh, I do pray for our country and this divide that we're seeing. And Lord, I pray that you will touch the hearts and minds. That's the only thing that's going to change. That's the only thing that's going to make a difference uh, to bring peace is for people to come to know you today. Be with those who are saved. Lord, let them uh, walk uh, the right path. Uh, Lord, let them to stay on the straight and narrow and, um, uh, and help them to do what is right. Uh, in this world, it's so easy to make excuses for our sins, but let us stand up for, uh, for your truth and for what is right. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you've died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, guys and girls, I appreciate you all for uh, uh, watching this evening. And I went out, before I close, I just, just tried to look over and see if there's anything. I, I saw a lot of uh, 
commenting back and forth, and I appreciate that. I'm glad you all can uh, can have some good discussion uh, during the teaching, and uh, that's great. And don't don't ever be afraid to do that. And uh, don't forget, uh, Sunday morning, uh, 118 Julie Lane, uh, I'll be uh, discussing uh, some eschatology in regards to uh, the Middle East. And uh, look forward to that teaching, unless the Lord lays something otherwise on my heart. That's, what, that's the plan. So I hope you'll come out and join us this Sunday. So thanks for watching, and God bless.